What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Well, you can mention personalized workouts, group training sessions, yoga, meditation, nutrition, boot camps, workshops, retreats, and Tanya Robertson can easily check off every single one of those off the list uh, a number of times over. Her passion for health, wellness, fitness, and self-care continues to be her driving force and something she's incredibly proud of because she's built an amazing business. My relationship with Tanya dates back quite some time. We're thinking about 20 years in terms of our friendship, at least 10 years as her coming on as one of my experts for today's The Day for my CTV Morning Live segments. And... I'm really excited to see just how far she has expanded the work from just even the times that we had been doing all of our filming. So welcome to this episode of Living Your Life with Leanne Lang, the podcast brought to you by Extension Marketing. And for more information, you can always check out extensionmarketing.com. Hi, sweetie. Hello. Okay, I'm going to give everyone a heads up. You had the entire <laughs> Extension Marketing team this morning, like with their jaws on the floor with how open and how honest and how... <laughs> real you can get about life <laughs> life sex everything just putting it out there do you usually people up <laughs> you definitely woke the entire yeah, yeah, yeah. office up. I just love like do you always you're bold I'm bold I I like being unfiltered I like saying what's on my mind maybe shocking people a little like it's the un I it's not that that's shocking. It's that no one actually says the things that they're thinking out loud yeah. or reveals things that are maybe happening <laughs> yes. out loud. Yeah. And you're I've good. been in a fortunate situation where I've never had to overly like filter myself. I've always run my own business and work for myself. So I've never had to, uh, had people go set. Well, I've had people tell me to settle down, but, uh, you know, I haven't had to, I've been in charge of my own life, you know, you really have. Yeah. And it's been a life that's taken a number of different twists and turns yeah. and like U-turns and yeah. roller coaster up and roller coaster down. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's fair to say. But all with the the background of this interest and this passion, passion for health and wellness. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, uh, yeah, that kind of got into me at the age of 14 and I've never looked back. Like everything I've done has been based around that passion for health and fitness. It was an, if I remember correctly, because you and your sister, Andrea, are both very, yeah. very active and have been in this industry for quite some time. Was it the upbringing? Where, where does this Maybe come from? Maybe a little bit. I, I, I know my mom, when we were younger, used to teach fitness classes, you know, and she would bring us. And my mom, I remember for her mental health, I, I remember her going for a jog and leaving us with the neighbors, you know, and then the neighbor would, you know, uh, swap and we'd take care of her, you know, the kids. So there. your mom would go for the run, swap the kids, and then yeah, the like I was very aware of my mom's kind of, and and she did more her personal stuff, you know. But uh, it, she stopped doing her health, like teaching health and fitness or teaching her fitness classes because it was a bit much after time, but she was always very, you know, she always ran, she always walked, she meditated. I remember her meditating a lot when I was younger. So she always had that self-care, but she never pushed it on us. Mm -hmm. I just watched her do it. 
Uh, and to be able to say that you were meditating back when it wasn't the cool thing to yeah. do, right? Yeah. Like meditation. Yeah. It's become a thing now, you know, right? 30 some 40 yeah. years ago, yeah. right? Is different. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it's been quite, it's not, It's interesting. It's really great to see it evolving because mm-hmm. it's now becoming a little bit more fluent. You see it a lot more. There's meditation studios opening up because I am such a big believer in that integral part of health and wellness, you know, and depression, anxiety, it's just because it's at the forefront of our society right now. Mm -hmm. I find like everywhere you look, people are very dealing with depression and anxiety. And I think, uh, fitness is really important and nutrition is really important, but just as important as that quiet time, that time to reflect, to go inside, to sit and calm the body, mind. So I (laughs) no, it's great. And it's interesting because as I'm doing more of these interviews and talking to more health professionals, you know, I, I see the benefits and I look on my social media and I'm inundated with like meditation apps and like having met and you know because they find you Facebook they they all find you but it was interesting the other day I had just something just went really wrong and I was at the dining room table working on on my computer and all of a sudden I'm just like okay everyone wants to talk about this take the three breaths and do whatever (laughs) I literally like got out from the dining room table, laid underneath the dining room table and tried nice. to do this breathing. I found like one of these things on YouTube. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's, it's a five minute thing. Let's see if it works. And you know what, to be honest with you, I, there was something, right? At least it triggered me to oh, yeah. take some deep breaths and to slow my thinking down yeah. and to regroup a little bit. So I, I found it interesting. We'll get to kind of how you bring it into your practice. Mm-hmm. So you were 14, realized the essence of this healthy lifestyle was food also like the, if your mom was running and doing all of this. Yeah, we were, I mean, we were pretty health conscious. Like I know her parents weren't as healthy. I would say, you know, it was more fried food back in the day and stuff like that for her family. So she was very conscious. She had parents that, um, died at a younger age and maybe more due to lifestyle and health. So my mom was very, very, um, aware of that. Um, so we ate, pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and I, I just wasn't into sports. I wasn't into in actually any physical activity that way. And I got a job at the YMCA and something clicked when I was at the Y. Um, and one day I was just working at the front desk and one day I think the instructor didn't show up and I might've been 14 and a half or 15. And they just, I just jumped in and I was like, I'll teach. And something clicked. Like I got in front of everybody. I, you know, Maybe because I'm a bit of a drama, you know, I like the attention type of thing at that age. Um, But I really liked it. I really like motivating people to move. It was very exciting to me. So that kind of But coming from someone who hadn't really done it. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't done any of it. And to be honest, I didn't really, I wasn't really a kid that was like doing any kind of sports or running. I just didn't do any of that. So the gym was where, you know, at the Y, I started weight training from there and everything went. And then in high school, I organized group fitness classes at lunch. So that entrepreneurial part came in where I was like, I'm going to like coordinate and run these activities. And so for all the women, I used to do do like Thai bowed, you know, like I remember that. Yeah, Yeah, I remember the Thai bow days. All those classes. And we had a little studio at Colonel Bay High School and I just used to run classes at lunchtime. And I started from there and then I just, you know, I worked at the... The good life at the market mall and, uh, you know, just kind of went from there working at tons of different gyms, wearing different hats, you know. What was the hat that you least liked and what was the hat that you most liked to be able to say, I want to need to do this on my own? 
I least like being told what to do. Um, I didn't like working for, you know, um, much love to Good Life or any big company like that, but I didn't like the constraints. I don't like being constrained. I don't like having, oh, you don't have your name tag on. Oh, you got to say the sales pitch, the selling. I, I'm not a salesperson, the pressure to kind of make people buy training sessions, all that stuff I don't like. You know, I don't like pushing people. I don't, um, I didn't like that. I, I also don't, I, you know this too. I'm not a big advertising. Like I just like teaching and training and motivating. I'm not good at all the other stuff per se. Um, but yeah, it was working for other people. I didn't like the constraints. Um, you know, I, I remember one time I wanted to take a client outside for a run because I, I just, I like changing things mm -hmm. up all the time when I'm training with people. And they were like, well, make sure you wear the good life jacket and make sure you wear your name. And you're like, uh, I don't really want to do that on my run. You know, like, so it's like little things like that that just, you know. But it's funny because those are the little things that you do with your clients now. Yeah. You know, it's like a change of, yeah, you know, we're not going to do that. We're actually going outside. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what works for me. And that's what people like. So it's, it, you know, it was that kind of stuff. It was any of the boxed in constraints. I'm very much, as soon as I'm being told what to do and people put me in a box, I just want to, you know, I'm very much a gypsy trainer and very much want to be, you know. Have my own drums. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Gypsy Trainer. We're going to be getting into her snowshoe boot camps and her <laughs> fermenting, like her fermenting classes. Yeah. Trust me, you think outside the box here. So you're a young age. You know that this is the route you're going to go. Yeah, I used. I remember being like, people were like, "What do you want to do?" You know, in grade eleven and twelve, they're like, "What do you want to do when you grow up?" And I was like, "I'm going to be a fitness trainer." And they're like, "Well, you can't just be a fitness trainer. What are you going to do?" And I was like, "No, no, no I'm going to be a." Fit it was the one thing I knew I wanted to do. And you know, the amount of people that like, you can't make a living out. Of this da da da, and you know it's interesting to see the progression now. Of this is it's a massive billion dollar a, industry, right? <laughs> you know, and it's it's very much going in that direction. So you know, back twenty five years ago or more, um, when I was doing it, it, yeah, it just wasn't but a thing. There needs to be, and I'm, I'm assuming too, with these parents, it's like great, you want to be a trainer, but what's your education? What right. are you going to do? Yeah, you know. So what was that path that you needed to follow? Uh, for that, I did a bunch of stuff. So I went to Ottawa U. I took all my human kinetics. I took leisure. I took nutrition. I took a bunch of courses. I picked and choose courses that would, you know, help me on my journey. I did a lot of different certifications. So for me, I I did my Kempfit Pro, my YMC. I did different personal training certifications so I could get different perspectives. I went back to school for holistic nutrition. I believe in holistic health. So in my head, um, I didn't want to just be a trainer. I wanted to get all aspects of that. So I wanted to train you know, nutritionally, physically, and then mindfully, you know? So I kind of went for all these different avenues over the years. And you were doing that. And I think you were doing holistic <clears throat> nutrition when it just. Yeah, really right at the start. beginning. Now yeah. again, now it's like this. Now everybody's everybody's a new, <laughs> you know, everybody's a trainer. Everybody's. A, I went back for yoga as well to kind of incorporate, you know, all that different stuff. I think it's a little interesting for us because we do go back. So we're right at the cusp of the age, right, where we're one generation. Yeah. Before I feel. Yeah. And we're the generation before we get to the Instagrams and the totally. online stuff and, and everything that's there. Yeah. When you, you, you studied, like you really studied what it was that you were doing before people thought it was cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A fair way to say it. There was a little bit of moving and a little bit of motherhood early. Mm -hmm. Can I say early motherhood? Sort of. 29. Bit? I was 29. Oh. So yeah. Why did I think I you know. were so much younger? Because I look younger. Because you were looked so young. <laughs> no, I, I looked young at 29. So, but yeah, 29, which when okay, you think totally about it normal. is reasonable. Right. Yeah. 
more than reasonable time. I don't know why I was thinking <laughs> Everybody you so thinks that. I think it's like I looked young at 29. or And I feel like I had kids before all my friends did. Yeah. Like, I, you know? So I, it seems like I've – I don't know. So no, not no. Really. But you were away. You were away for a little while. Yeah. Love, love took you – love and sport. Yeah. Took her you, dad, yeah. yeah. We went to Saskatchewan. This is before she was born, too. Her father played football. Is this mm-hmm. what you're – Yeah. And I went there. I remember because I, I covered you, Usman. Yes, as, right before, as, I, I think. Was, I was a was, – when I was doing sports, I yeah. was covering sports. I remember interviewing him yeah, as a player. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With the then – Renegades? No. Uh, um, Alouettes. Yeah. yeah and and R- Rough Riders is when he just kind of ended. I should know this. No, I know. I'm just trying to remember. <laughs> I feel like it was like Ottawa U. He was playing like him and Chris of Rare were, you know, yes. and then he went from Ottawa U to Washington Redskins and then got cut and then went to Saskatchewan and then we moved to uh, Saskatchewan, Regina, which wasn't was great years. I didn't love it there. <laughs> How long were you out there for? Uh, just, just a season. That was okay. enough for me. Yeah. And then yeah. Home. Yeah. And then I was home and then I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I, I yeah, I, we're not, I'm not so, yeah. I wanted to build my own business and, and do my own thing here. Yeah. When was the creation of personalized fitness? 1999. Uh, when I I was bartending for quite a few years at Bulldog, remember that? This is where I we remember connect. this is where this is where Tanya and I met. So anyone who's from the area, right. would remember the the, the days Bulldog of days. the Bulldog, which was those are the they good were epic. days. Like those are good. They were epic. Bart- yeah, those are yeah, those are memorable good times. I still run into people now, you know, Me at too. different health and fitness <laughs> events or different events I'm at that were like, I just I don't remember their name, but like you're like you're Ryan Coke. <laughs> yeah, you remember their drink. Yeah, I remember the and I see people now and we're right? at events and with our kids and it's just like you just the, these flashbacks, right, to being in your early early twenties. Yeah, and God, those are fun those times. Are very fun years. Yeah, so those are fun. That was like you know it, at the time I'd be training and teaching and doing health stuff during the day and then feeding them alcohol at night. So it was quite balanced. Very balanced. Right? Absolutely. Such is your life. <laughs> so personalized fitness is born. It yeah. starts with what kind of a clientele? Um, I had brought a lot of my clientele. So I had gone to Australia and I worked in uh, in Australia as a fitness trainer and got some certifications there to teach this body pump and body system and uh, do some nutrition work in Australia. And again, just for that variety, change of pace, uh, leaving the bartending scene. And then I came back and I started personalized fitness. I brought a lot, a lot of my clients, sorry good life came, you know, with me. Uh, And I was just doing it out of my house. So for me, I was able to kind of charge a little cheaper price. So my entrepreneur brain was like, they're paying this at the club. I don't have to give as much of a cut, you know, and I can run this out of my house. So my clients and I would train outside. I had a super small studio in my um, apartment. (laughs) But you don't need much space. You don't. I think what I'm realizing, right, is that that and especially too, when I'm doing my no gym required, you don't need – No. You know, it's great to have, and I still love going to the gym and getting those workouts, but you can get the full body workout done. Yeah, and it's not realistic for a lot of people. Like a lot of people have these long work days. It's very busy, so I find either, you know, doing a little workout at home. A lot of people don't want to come home, get everything, you know, unwind from the day, and then go to the gym, you know, or going on the way home takes up a lot of time. So just being able to do something at home and, you know, even your videos I find so useful to, you know, just take 15 minutes mm-hmm. out to move. You know, like there's tons of stuff you can do in your living room, hallway. 
I, we'll get to some of your favorite movements in a, in a, in a little bit. You, Because I want to kind of get through the progression because not only did it start with just you working out in the apartment and a home gym, yeah. but then it expanded into, I think, the corporate world looking at what you were doing and what the employees needed because you started to work a lot in businesses, in hospitals. Like it, yeah. it really expanded out. Yeah. Hospitals and, and corporate business, like I started doing a coordinating. So I worked at Export Development Canada for a bit over 10 years and just did their corporate coordinating. So helping to organize their lunchtime, you know, fitness classes and and teaching them as well, but also running like workshops and things like that. Um, From there, like right now I'm at Briere Hospital uh, doing that for the employees at uh, Briere. What does it take for a company to realize the investment in doing this for their employees and having this? Like- yeah, probably seeing the outcome. There's, a, you know, at Briere Hospital especially, it's it's the uh, work life balance is quite challenging for a lot of the employees. It's it's a, it's an intense environment. Um, you know, it's it's looking at the numbers, I think, of, you know, we had to sit down and go, okay, there's a lot of people on stress leave right now. There's a lot of people getting injured right now. You know, it's looking at a lot of those stats and then bring, and then, you know, them sitting down and going, okay, especially with me, they sat down with me, like, what can we do? Like, what's our plan of action? You know, and then you have to also work with a budget and and what kind of money you have to put towards this. And, you know, so that's where I come in to. But what are they looking for their employees to do? Take the time during the day to go and right. work on Is self-care? Yeah. Help. Yeah. So they're looking at that, but they're also looking at how can we motivate them to do that for themselves, right? Because they can't hold their hand and drag them. They can offer all this, but how do you motivate the employee to do it? How do you do that? Yeah, honestly, I find personality. I, I, I honestly find that it's like, it, you know, you go to these certain classes with people and, and it, you, like, this is why I, I tend to like being unfiltered or or teaching, you know, teaching in a very here. unfiltered. Say, say what you think. But, it, you know, if they're coming to, I'll, I'll speak for myself, if they're coming to my class and I'm really relaxed, you know, the other day I was talking about the Diva Cup in my class that I started taking or uh, started using taking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, just anything, I, I will definitely talk about inappropriate things. I definitely swear my class. I want it to make it a very unpolitical, unfiltered environment where people could just go and I may be saying things that shock them a little so they're getting out of their head. Like there's a purpose around it um, because I want them to just let go of work, have fun, the music, the environment, um, creating a community. So you really feel like, I think that community feel, this is why people like gyms, stuff like that, because they feel like they're part of something and they're missing out if they're not there. You have to create that, you know, especially at Briere Hospital, we, we got to a point where there was and a lot of people in um, the, the fitness classes are using them. So it's when they do come to try it out and I can talk them into coming to one of my classes, well, now I got to keep it entertaining for them and I got to make them feel good. There's a lot of positive reinforcement and joking around and connecting and eye contact. It's that energy. Have you seen a correlation between the employees that are taking sick leave or stress leave and coming back and doing these classes or staying with it longer or seeing a payoff that in the middle of their workday or something that they I have do. something like this. Yeah, I do. I've seen the ones because I, I've now been there for about four years and I see the consistency, uh, the, the difference between the employees who are making the time or taking the time, making the time, I would say. Um, and most of them are parents, right? So for them to be able to work out at noon on site at their job, like this is a big thing, I think, for a lot of corporate, you know, uh, facilities to have 
some kind of gym or some kind of org, like some kind of organized fitness going on for the employees because once they start doing it, then you're done. Like you've got a break in the middle of the day, your brain's got a break, your mind's got a break, your body's getting physically active, and then you go back to work and you're feeling better. So I've seen and we've seen number wise. So we're following stats and stuff like that. So we're seeing the uh, the improvement in that. But um, it's 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 walking around the hospital it's seeing that kind of energy it's it's walking around and being like is showing up next week and and uh injuries going away i had for example one of my occupational therapists who's had back issues for years and so it's small things like her the other day going wow ever since i've been doing yoga twice a week here my back i have zero back pain you know um a lot of the nurses have a lot of kind of shoulder back issues so we're noticing a lot of you know it's small little things with people but they're not as well, they're small little things that big deal. affect them every day Yeah, that end up being the big deal. Yeah. So you were able to see, are you enjoying the work at Briere? Oh, I love it. Like I love, I love my job. Like I, I really, I feel like I'm one of the only ones lately because I'm hearing a lot of my friends who are like, oh my God, I got to go to work. But I really enjoy it. I like the connection with people. I like connecting. I like making them feel good. I like leaving where I've made them either laugh or crack up because I've said something inappropriate or uh, just that feel good where you know they've just walked away and their stress is just minimized or, you know. This is you on the corporate level, mm-hmm. of, but not being bossed around because you're still your boss. Yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll make that really clear. When you look at me, like looking at your Insta or your social, I see you out. Like you're doing these boot camps and these snowshoeing and these, is it fermentation? Yeah, the fermentation workshops. Like how all-encompassing is it to think – these aren't typical things that people normally think of doing. Yeah. Like I very much like uh, going against the grain with things or or trying to figure out something that's just off kilter. So for me, nutrition wise specifically, like we'll talk like say what I mean this way, is um nutritionally I feel like everybody knows about carbohydrates and protein and like, you know, it's so talked about, right? But what's not as talked about is fermenting foods. And fermenting foods, just having fermented foods in your diet, like does a plethora of of healthy things to your body. So it's it's finding those little niches where I feel like I'm pretty good at going that's big. Like that's going to be a thing. That's so super important. We used to ferment our food years ago. Why are we not fermenting anymore? A lot of other cultures ferment their foods. You know, like what are the benefits? Why aren't we doing okay, it? You so know? let's get to those yeah. because I know it's a big part of what you're doing. And I think yeah. I've had a lot of people in here talking about gut health. Yes. Right. And how the gut is pretty much guiding what is happening with yeah, the rest of the your brain, body. Everything. So go through what your classes are, what people are trying to learn, what you're trying to emphasize and, and what's coming out of it. This podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They're a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally as I've been using the Extension Marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me, a genuine coach guiding me along the way into uncharted territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one-hour consultation. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. Um, I'm trying to get people to, I like my goal is just even small in Ottawa, is to make it where way more of the population in Ottawa is starting to ferment their food. I want to get back to that, the fermenting, uh, you know, 
by fermenting, well, I'm gonna go. Yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. right back let's to go. the, be- to the yeah. beginning. What what are you referring to when we say fermenting? So let's take carrots for example. It's a matter of uh, fermenting carrots would be you're creating a base of of um, a brine, we would say. So fermenting vegetables would be a brine of like salt water and, and, and water and letting it sit on the counter for a certain amount of time. There's a process to it, whether you're making kefir or veg fermenting vegetables, but basically you're activating the live bacteria in it. Um, it's a lot of, it's, it's how we kind of used to maintain the shelf life of food and it's boosting the food and the nutritional value in it. Uh, the probiotics, so to speak, in it um, are very, very high and much easier to digest, I would say, than a pill. Um, so it's it's getting that process of the food and teaching people how to kind of um, shelf life their food without getting food, you know, from the grocery store store that has a bunch of other crap in it. Okay, so let's go back to my carrots. Yeah, I want to just go into the fridge and grab a carrot and eat my carrot. Yeah. But you're saying... I'm saying take those carrots, chop them up, Um, especially if they're slightly wilted, which we all get sometimes. Like you you have the carrots and you're like, shit, I haven't eaten these in a few days and they're wilting. You cut them up, you chop them up, you put them with water and a bit of salt. So there's different ways to kind of create a a base, a brine. Um, Sometimes you need the mother which, you know, I can get to later, but this for carrots, it's nice and simple. It's salt water, um, is all you need. And maybe like dill, garlic, adding other spices in there. And then you basically let it sit and ferment, you know, on the counter. I mean, it's that simple. Uh, how long? About a week, you can go longer with it. And then what happens is like a minimum a week, but you know, you're now looking at six months, you can have those carrots out for six months. And you're now when you go to take the carrot, you now have a crunchy, you know, I like dill and uh, garlic specifically. So now those wilted carrots have now been boosted. They have like good bacteria in them. Almost six months. Right? Yeah. Right? This is the key. I have um. A neighbor of mine who's like a, just she's been fermenting for years. It's she's old school, and her grandma taught her, and she's been teaching me a whole bunch. And she's the one that runs most of my workshops because she's just amazing. She makes these fermented because a lot of people think sauerkraut and things like that was right, fermented. Like, yes, and she's more like amazing tasting. Like holy shit, this is fermented. You know? Okay, so give me the foods, the typical foods that maybe the general person who hasn't fermented would try. I mean, I feel like what's out there right now is sauerkraut and kimchi and maybe that's uh, not kombucha. A, okay, I'm sorry. Kombucha. That is not appealing. <laughs> I know, okay, right? That is not appealing to anyone. I'm right. so sorry right now. Right. And and I'm sorry for those of you who are. But you've just said the three things that right now I'm going, not a chance. Totally. So so I like the I'm like, okay, this carrot thing I could buy yeah. into. But as soon as you start to do like I I don't like kombucha. I've tried it. Trust yeah. me. They, every time on the show, try the kombucha. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I really don't like it. Can we do this without those three? Totally. Things that we so that's assume is the fermenting. Yeah. Part. And okay. so my she came over one time. She had made sourdough bread, right? Which is sourdough's fermented, yeah. and then she had cranberry chutney, which she had put on there, and I was like. No, this isn't for me. Like, you're kidding me right now. So the 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 woman that's running my workshops, and this is why I was like, oh, my God, we have something here. Because she was making, like, we made apricot ch- chutney last time. Uh, we've made uh, fermented seed crackers. So you take, like, flax seed um, and chia seeds, and you kind of, like, mix them with this whey 
Um, and we've made crackers and they're with sea salt. They're amazing, you know, uh, goat cheese, fermented goat cheese. So we're making stuff that's just really, really good tasting. She makes fermented muffins, like uh, carrot, banana, and okay, they sorry. just, you can't. I, I'm you lost. Know. I'm so lost. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I should have like, brought some in there. No, so I know good. Okay. When you say fermented, I'm thinking, and I, maybe for the listeners, most of us, I think, are thinking, I'm looking at a jar, like totally. a mason jar yeah. with like liquid and lots of things floating. Right. And it's sitting in a cupboard for years and, yeah. you're, and you're scared to open it. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking when you're saying fermented. So you're there's so fermented much more. muffins. I'm, I can't even, I'm trying to picture what it even looks like. Yeah. So if you take, like I'm trying to simplify it as much as I can too for the listeners. It's like, if you take yogurt, for example, and the whey part of the yogurt, you know that like um, the, the kind of liquidy, kind of greeny part, I wouldn't say it's green, but the liquidy part of the uh, yogurt, that part is fermented, you know? That part is fermented and that part you can take and you can sit in oat. You can like get oats to sit in it overnight. Ferment them. Let them sit in this whey. It's called whey. Um, it's a like byproduct. Is that like the whey protein that we Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So it's like, for example, you can ferment things by just letting them sit in the whey. That's how I make the crackers as well. And they just sit overnight. Uh, just like you would, you know, a bread, you know. Why would people do this? Uh, like, why go through the extra effort? I can see going and having a fun time doing a workshop and trying something new, but what what is the benefit to all of this? It's the gut health, right? So it's the probiotics. It's the good bacteria. We're, we're learning more and more about the gut, which you've had people on talking about it and the importance of the gut. And we're made of mostly bacteria, and most of that bacteria is in our in, is in our gut. Um, so if that bacteria is off and it's not balanced, there's a whole host of things that can happen to our body um, in terms of health. And so we want to keep that balanced and we want a lot of good bacteria. And this is alternative to, you know, people are coming on to the probiotic, the pills, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are taking that, um, but they're not so like, how long have they been sitting in the jar? Like, should they, sometimes they should be refrigerated, sometimes not. I, you know, how potent are they? The, the whole natural food, you just get so much more benefit from the food itself, from the source, you know, um, your B vitamins are, are, are activated. There's a whole host of things that are activated when you're having just the, the food itself. So just by adding, like for me, I had IBS and I went back to nutrition school to try to figure out, cause my doctor was just like, take some Metamucil, you know, I, I, nobody was able to help me out. You know, when IBS is usually, we don't know what's wrong, but something's off. Yeah, so that, that's you know, the whole all encompassing like, you have IBS and yeah. it's just like, I'm in so much discomfort. Something's not right. And and it's generalized. Yeah. A lot of people suffer. Yeah. And so I was all like, I got to figure this out myself. So I went back to school. I, I knew enzymes, you know, taking digestive enzymes were a big thing that nobody talked to me about that, you know, made a host, a huge difference in my life and, and probiotics. So a lot of people with IBS can uh, relieve a lot of symptoms just with probiotics and, and enzymes. The probiotics, like once I started having fermented foods, for me personally, it just eliminated all my symptoms. I had my bowel movements were like epic <laughs> and amazing. Um, you know, those they ones that you're like, yes, yes, yes okay. <laughs> you were like, that was a great shit. Um, <laughs> but like, it's satisfying on so many levels. But it was like, it was more of a personal thing where I'm like, oh my God, like I'm very healthy and I'm very conscious of that stuff. And just by adding a little bit of fermented food in my daily, it was so dramatic in my own life. And then I started doing it with my clients where I'd be like, okay, we, we would just do a kefir shake. 
like something that was so reasonable. So kefir is a little like, you know, pungent, I would say. And, uh, but I would make it with, I would get clients to have that kefir shake. So they would have like kefir, the yogurt or the milk, and then they would add strawberries, bananas, and usually spinach. And it, you know, they're like, Oh my God, this tastes so good. And I'm like, y- y- like there's just little ways to, to kind of implement it. Carrots are a big thing. Car- the carrots, fermented carrots are just, you know, you can look up a lot of, there's a lot of recipes online, but fermented carrots are simple. A lot of kids will eat them. Okay. So I'm going to try this. I'm going to take a mason jar at home, yep. right? Is this, yep. Okay. I'm going to put water, cold yep. water, warm yep. water? Uh, room temperature water. Okay. Yep. I'm going to throw in salt. So you want to look online or I'll send you. There's going to be a certain amount of salt, certain amount of water that you want to, you know. I like to use like a Himalayan pink salt. Can I yep. that? Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. Perfect. Okay, so I'm going to take this. I'm going to know the measurement of how much salt I'm going to put in. Yeah. Then I'm going to throw all my carrots and not like the, the fake baby carrots. I'm, no. I'm throwing like real carrots. Yeah, chop them up like they're skinny and fine and you want them underneath the water. Okay. Yeah. And then you're going to you're gonna put any other spice you want. So, so I like, like, like dill, cilantro, garlic. Totally. Kind of Just yeah. throw it in yeah. there. So you're going to put all of that in there. Um, make sure it's stuffed down. So the carrots are the best ones because you want to make sure they're so tight, like they can't breathe, you know, like okay. they're going to not float up. Okay. essentially. So carrot stick type of, and you're going to put a, like, um, a cloth, uh, like any kind of breathable cloth over it. Um, or what do you call those? Um, the white, uh, oh, it's a like a cheese, my, yeah, cheese, like cheese cloth. Okay, like you could just put a cheese okay. cloth, low elastic band, leave it for about a week. You could leave it two weeks, three so weeks, four weeks. don't put the top weeks. of the mason jar on. No. Just put the, yeah. just cover it with the cheese. Yeah. Thingy, the white thing. And then you're getting some yeast in the air, some, you know. And I'm going to let it sit there for. Yeah, try about a week. And then at I'm that totally point. I'm going to do this. I'm going to post you it. You should. I'm gonna see how it's yeah, gonna yeah. Go. Okay. And I'm going to send you the, like, I'll send you okay. the proper recipe, like, okay. later on today. And uh, let me know what you think. Because I find the carrots the most reasonable, easy. I think people can get their head around that. Yes. I'm, I'm honestly saying, I think people, people usually, or even on their Sunday prep, will cut carrots. Yeah. Carrot yep. sticks. Peppers, yeah. celery sticks, right? Yeah. So, okay. So let's start and get with people that. to try it with the one thing. I love that you're going to start it. I'm going to try this. Well, for me too, I like one- Simple. S- I like simple, a tiny step in the right direction, yeah. right? You tell me to go make my own kefir or do sauerkraut, I've, you've lost me. Yeah. I can do a carrot. Yeah. And I think most people can do a carrot. Yeah. So we're going to start with that. Yeah. And then again, even getting, because you can buy kefir now, like everywhere, like Loblaws, Farm Boy, all that kind of stuff. So even getting a thing of kefir and just adding it to your shake. So like getting a big yogurt container of kefir, getting it plain. You don't want to add the extra sugar in it. So getting strawberry or that, you know, get plain. And then just add a little bit, add maybe two, three uh, tablespoons to your shake. And you anticipate that people's gut health like this is the IBS or certain issues yeah I mean I think everybody should be having fermented foods this is how we used to eat you know and I just think like I look around the amount of people that come to me with different uh digestive issues it it's it's so much like it's increasing more and more and more. I see it all the time. There's just so many digestive issues around me and so many uh, different diseases that stem from that. So I just, I I really honestly, in my heart of hearts believe that we've gotten way too far away from 
old school stuff, you know, just just eating whole natural foods, fermenting our foods to maintain the shelf life. You know, in a winter, we used to take all our vegetables, cut them all up, ferment them. You know, we've gotten away from all of that. We're doing the fast food thing and it's having, it's creating havoc on our health. And you wonder with all this depression and anxiety and everything that's going around our fast paced society, fast with the food, everything's on the go. Like coffee is like, you know, the amount of coffee we're all drinking, you know, it's all affecting our health. So I think just by like something so simple as just by adding a little bit of fermented food to your life, you know. Okay. And then just really quickly, because you didn't yeah, mention yeah. the muffins. Yeah. How on earth do you do this muffin? Like, So you know the overnight oat thing? Like everybody knows the overnight oats where you just do the overnight oats oh, yeah, and you, you put it in yogurt or you okay. can put it in whatever. So the whey, like to keep it simple, you have whey and I create whey from... Again, you could just take some from a yogurt container because there's whey in most yogurt containers that, you know, separate the, um, but I also ferment uh, my own milk, which is so easy. Don't, okay. I, it's, uh, you're already, your brain's shutting down. <laughs> I but think, I think milk is so she's like, stop. Ferment you're my own cut, milk. You're cut I have half the listers going and we're out. <laughs> my daughter is like so disgusted by my house right now. Um, <laughs> but like fermented stuff all over your countertops? Kinda. Like, and I have a teenager that like, it is so disgusting in here. It looks, cause it's like live bacteria. <laughs> so, but like the milk for example, you have the mother. So you have this gooey little kind of, I call it the mother, but you put that in milk in a mason jar and sit it on the counter. That's it. You know? So anyways, the, the whey is the byproduct from the milk fermenting and separating. So let's just say whey juice. Um, you take whey and you put that liquid on your oats and leave it on the counter overnight. That's it. And then you can take those oats and make muffins from them. You can, you know, make your little oatmeal. And that's your fermented muffin. That's trick. your fermented. It's so easy. Yeah, it's so easy. You know, like I'm, I'm not knocking it because I think for people who are desperate to have relief, I think, mm-hmm. which will at some points try anything, right? Yeah. At this point. So that's really interesting. And it's interesting. Your, I've seen your fermented workshops. Yeah, there's interest. Yeah, there's a lot of interest. And and uh, look, I I I just I like coordinating them. This woman that's been doing it for uh, this woman named Catherine Armstrong. That's like you know I've been learning. She's been teaching me, and I've been learning under her for a little bit now. She's just I like her because she makes these tasty, amazing fermented stuff that you're like, there's no way this is fermented. And so I'm like, let's take that because it's more manageable for the rest. To the population that, like you're saying, are like, eh, sauerkraut, eh, kombucha. Right, but you, know? you say a carrot, I'm good. Yeah, and so our first ever workshop was at a retreat I did for women, and we did carrots. And so everybody was like, what? This is fermented? Oh, my God. And then I got everybody's attention because they're like, well, this is manageable. I could do this. And then we made it together, and it was very successful. Um, and then from there, so we run about four a year. Um, and then from there, we just, I always try to pick something that's very manageable for people that tastes really good. She always always brings a lot of stuff she's made. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be like, I don't run them right now because I like learning and oh, hosting. No, yeah, like and, she's on there with you. Like, yeah, I see that. Yeah. But it's something that you, when you go to your site, you can see that it's part of some of the offerings yeah, that, you, that yeah. you do. You do these workshops or you do these retreats. Yeah. 
Those include what? Like a mixture of everything? Yeah, I do them kind of maybe once a year, once every two years. And it's the same kind of concept of holistic health. So a a lot of the workshops I've done, there's always a nutrition component. There's always a fitness component. There's always some kind of yoga or stretch. There's always some kind of mindful meditation, you know, because again, I believe in those kind of four different pillars of health and balancing it all out. I love getting outside. So we've always done a whole outside fitness Mm -hmm. component part of it. And yeah. The, the snowshoeing one was a big one. Yeah. We're, we're getting out. We're finally out of the snow here. But yeah. it, a lot of people yeah. are taking an activity that's such a leisure thing and actually making it into – Snowshoe boot camp. Yeah. Like, so I'll just take it and I'll take a bunch of women. And I was doing it – I usually do it Saturday mornings. It's done now. But um, it was a thing I started a few years ago because I go all the time. And then when I was going, I always do because <laughs> I'm crazy. I was I'm like, oh, I'm going to jog for like a minute or I'm going to do 100 runs. You know, I think you and I are very similar that way mm-hmm. where I'm like, how can I turn this into a little bit of a workout? And so, you know, I would do push-ups on the – on a tree that was fallen or things like this. And there are so many amazing paths in the woods and stuff like that around all of Ottawa. Like we're so lucky. Um, And around my area, there's so much amazing paths. And I always do outdoor boot camp in every other season. But then I was like, God, people get really down and people have a hard time motivating themselves in the winter. I don't. I really like the winter. I really enjoy winter activities. So I was like, okay, I just need to motivate people to get out and to start using their surroundings, you know? And so what happened is I would have people meet and I would, you know, meet at different areas in the East End and go, okay, we're going to meet here. This is this forest and how amazing it is. And then people would go show their husband or take their kids, you know, during the week or things like that. So it, I find doing stuff like that. It's a community. There's a enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. For what you do in studio and what your favorite things continue to be, because we talk about most of the time you're one-on-one and you've dealt with a number of clients and I've heard your stories over the year, like heart attack survivors, uh, people dealing with illness, cancer survivors. What for you continues to be the biggest kind of pillar foundation on the physical side of things of what you want your clients or what you need people working on? Honestly, I feel like meditation, mindfulness, I just feel like a lot of people. That's not going to help people get. <laughs> I, I feel like it will because really? I think, you know, I, I think physical activity is very important. And I do believe that movement every day is important, right? Like I, I hands down think that. Um, but even moving and like, you know, what I see, especially in the corporate world is, is I'm generalizing a bit here is people where they go and they, they, they have a hard work day and it's really intense. And then they do a yang type of workout, working out hard, 40 minutes, go, 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 let's hit, let's get it done. It, that still stresses the body too. The body's in constant stress. And when your body's stressed out, it doesn't function as well. You know, you can gain a lot of weight. You can lose too much weight. Like there isn't a balance there. So I think finding that stillness or being able to calm the body down or relax, you know, stress is, I've watched stress you know, even kill some of my clients. Like I've watched stress really create havoc on people. And and when you're stressed and depressed, there's no amount of, you can't get up and move. You can't get up. And, you know, if you're overtired, it's really hard to motivate yourself to move. So I honestly think having that um, meditation time or being able to calm the mind or get centered and sleep are, will help with physical activity, will help you move, will help you 
your body function and burn fat better and, you know, metabolize things a lot better. So you have a client that could come in, a first-time client, and you look at them, and they are stressed to the max. Okay, I had one yesterday. Yeah. Okay, you're you're looking at them and going, we're not going to do a high-intensity workout today. We're going to actually bring it down. Yeah, well, I'll do both. So what I, I'll do is we'll do kind of uh, if somebody's super stressed out, everything like that, I'm, I'm joking with them. I'm getting them out of their head. I'm making the workout fun for a lot of women. For example, I love, like I love boxing because that's fun. I'll box a little with them. I constantly get them moving. So I'm thinking of a client yesterday who's super stressed out, just starting to work out again, has gained all this weight and, um, you know, in her fifties, not knowing what to do. And we, we were just, it was just a matter of like getting her excited about fitness again. So we had this great workout and at the end of the workout, we meditated. So at the end of the workout, we did a whole kind of hit type training, a little bit of boxing, a little bit of abs, all that stuff. But the last five, 10 minutes, I sat her down and we worked on some meditation and taught her how to relax her muscles, you know, taught her how to relax her mind and create space between thought. And so now she's left the workout, you know, cause you can leave and be like still buzzing. Right. And I want that buzz and I want the, you know, the energy and the calories being burned and the muscles being activated. But then I want to be able to teach them how to like now come down, now relax the system, you know? Cause I think that's the yin and the yang I think are so important, you know? And I've been yang my whole life. Like I was very, you know, so it was, it was hard for me, but I, I learned, like I learned that for myself. So I'm trying to teach that to other, that it made such a difference for you. Huge. Huge. I've been able to maintain my weight going, you know, I'm, I'm 45 next month and it's hard cause you, it's, it's, you know, you have to work a lot harder, um, at things, but. In, okay. Can I ask you yeah, that then? Yeah. Because as we're getting older, mm -hmm. it's, it, it seems like we have to put more effort just yep. to be able to maintain, yeah. you know, or work a thousand times to see results. Yeah. What is happening to our bodies? Why is it becoming so much more difficult? Well, as women, we're losing we're losing muscle mass every year. You know, we've got to watch our bone density as the years go by, and we gain fat quite easily. You know, especially going through the different hormonal changes that that we do. Um, but I notice, like, I, movement's really important. I don't know if people move as much as they should, you know? Um, I definitely, when I went back to, t I went back to teacher's college in 2015, and it was awakening for me because I had to sit down so much more than I was used to sitting down in classes, and I gained 10 pounds, and my hips started hurting, and my back was hurting. It's like, shit, this is what people I go was, through. Okay, so I went through Did this. You go through it, well, so yeah, I, I remember being vocal about it and I remember writing about it in one of my blogs. So I would say maybe like eight months in to this change of life for me, yeah. I was in excruciating pain. My hips were killing me. I went from like the morning show, like those four hours yeah. to, from six to 10, like yeah. I was running. You're walking, I was you're walking. moving. I probably, I probably did a couple K a show yeah. just going from the set to meet right. the guests to the bathroom to this. Like I walked the entire time, even though every time you saw me, I was sitting or on the set. Yeah, but, but no, but, but you are always like moving. crazy, right? Yeah. So I would be moving for the four hours of the show hardly was really at my computer or sitting down. There was no need for me to be writing at length or, you know, at sitting at a desk for very long. And then I would finish the show and then I'd go work out and then I had the kids. So I never sat. Yeah. And then once I started this transition and I had a ton of stuff to write and I was writing art, like, like I was sitting all day. Yeah. And it didn't take long for my 
I my energy level, right. it became harder for me to work out. Yeah. Even though I was sleeping better. I just, because I was sitting all day and then my hips were starting to ache. Yeah. Like, and then my body was sore from sitting all day. Right. And I finally, like, I remember saying to Tony and I'm like, this is what people talk are talking about. about. Like all of these years, I, you know, it's, I listened. And yeah, I, I know. Them. I say, I was like, come on, same. how hard, yeah. how hard can it be? Like, don't you want to, after you've been sitting all day, don't you want to get up and move and right? stretch and like move everything out? And I remember clearly going, I'm, no. Yeah. Like this is killing me. Right. I, and I finally got it. Like, yeah. How this is killing people. And so I had to make really like, I had to be very aware of what I was doing all day. Yeah. And I now have to stand at my kitchen island. Like I brought the computer into the kitchen and I stand. Yeah. Because I'm wondering when I get up why I'm in so much pain. And then I realized, well, it's because I was sitting. sitting. Or I work out and then I go right to sit. Yeah. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And so... And it's this is the so, fight. This is what's hard with so people who real. have those jobs like that. And it, you really do. Like you have to say no to things so you're saying yes to yourself. Like you have to mentally – it is easier for me to say this because I have a different type of lifestyle, but I've I've also made choices and I've chose this lifestyle and I, 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 have, I have sacrificed some stuff. Like, so, you know, as I've gotten older, I – I don't work as much as I can. I don't make as much money as I could because I am walking in the morning. I'm getting up and I'm meditating in the morning and I'm going for my walk with my dog in the woods um, because that's how I ground myself. And if I'm not grounded, everything else isn't going to function that day. So, you know, that takes so it's priority. Like you don't book a client. Right. Instead morning. of booking a client or just go, go, going, I just don't. I, I, I used to. And um, I also used to be very high strung, you know, and there was a point where I was like, I can't keep going at this level, you know? And, um, again, I also noticed like my walk isn't a crazy walk. It's a low key meditative walk in the woods with my dog, but it's the woods, it's my church. And that going back to kind of getting your mind right, getting everything set. Well then now, you know, and like I will snowshoe, I will cross country ski in the afternoon. I will do something a little bit more intense. I believe in getting the heart rate up. I think that's very important doing the strength training and stuff. But again, and having that quiet time, having that time to yourself, especially if you're a mom, a dad, like when everything is buzzing all the time, when you got kids and needs, you have to take that time for yourself to ground yourself and then also be able to navigate through your health and fitness and movement. But it's really hard corporate wise to go back to moving. It's finding all those sneaky ways of like not getting caught up at sitting at your desk all day, you know, getting up, walking to the water fountain, walking, you know, doing meetings if you you are on the phone and going for a walk. It's it's little things like that. Leaving at lunch hour, you know, it's easy to get caught up. It's this flow of getting caught up and, and you know, all of a sudden a year has passed by and you've gained 10, 20 pounds and you're stressed out and, you, you know, like you really, really have to, like, this is all we got, you know, like this is our life. This is all we got. So it's really a matter of like making priorities in your life and making choices and, I like the um I like the success stories. Yeah. Like for me, like those and I would assume too for you. Yeah. Seeing your clients yeah. start as one person. Yeah. And end as a different one. Yeah. I have a client at the hospital that she's been doing my classes and it was it was really interesting to see because when she first started, she was just doing one class here and there and um you know, she was feeling sore all the time. She was very stressed out. And, you know, I just saw her yesterday. She does my my 
classes four or five times a week. And now she started on the weekend and she has three, four kids, four kids, sorry. And her mother had passed away recently and everything, but she's, I'm watching all the stressors, still the same life stressors that are coming and she's handling it so much better now. Like she's making so much time, like nobody can book her at noon. At noon is when she's working out now, you know? I always, it's, you have to make the appointment. You have to. You have to make the appointment for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like you book everything else in, right? book in the hour of self-care. And it really does. Like when you when you focus on the fitness part, I find the nutrition part just comes along without having to, because when you go and you've like had a great workout and stuff, you're like, well, I kind of want to eat healthy after this. Or I, it kind of, tr- it's a trickle. It's a mm-hmm. domino effect like you were saying earlier. You know, maybe you're going to move a little bit more when you get home from work with the kids. Maybe you're going to, because that, that this is what I see happen with a lot of people is they're sitting all day. And then they're exhausted and you get home at the end of the day and then you're making dinner and you're running around and then you just want to sit down even more and relax and unwind, you know, watching your shows and stuff. And and that's the plight, that's the flow that ends up being really hard on the body after some time. So it's trying to, it's hard. It's it's getting home and being like, let's go for a walk instead. Let's go do this instead, you know, instead of meeting, like a lot of my girlfriends, instead of meeting for a glass of wine, they know that I'd rather meet and go for a walk you know, and touch base that way. So it's, it's creating these little habits that create a different flow. And then you have the wine when you get home. Yes. Yes. <laughs> still wine. <laughs> I still balance it out for sure. Yeah. It's all about balance. You have a young daughter. Yeah. How do you emphasize? You won't tell the story that I did this You already. will not tell the story of, of how you She'll shocked the entire <laughs> extension marketing team here. But how do you now influence her decisions and her? It's hard. I, I, I really find it's hard because she's I had, 16. she's 16. And, and because I think everybody in my whole, like my mom teaches fitness too. Everybody's like such fitness fanatics in my family. I feel like she did like, fuck all of you. And she went the other way. Um, with it, she's, and, and so my challenge is because I did have to go through it where I'm like stressing out because she's not eating well, like she's a sugar fanatic. And then I'm like, oh my God, she's having too much sugar. And oh my God, like, so I've gone through that trying to control things. And then you end up, you're always bitching at them or complaining. You should be having this. Why are you having that? You know, and at 16, I don't have as much control. She can eat what she, like she makes her own money. She can buy what she wants to buy when I'm not around. Um, so I've kind of had this little change in the past year only because I struggled so much with it. And she doesn't like sports and she doesn't like physical activity. So for a little while, I was like losing my mind. And then I had to be, I had to change things up because it wasn't helping. And I, I don't, it's not good for her. I can't put my stuff on her. So I just started focusing on my, I just put all that attention on, my, on myself. It's going back to what my mom did. My mom never bugged me about that stuff. My mom was never on me. She just lived her life. So I had to go just be an example, be a role model. You know, uh, for me, I bought a, I got a dog. I bought a dog. I got a dog. And so part of her chore is just walking the dog. You know, it's, it's something small, but it gets her outside and it's, she has to do it every day for 30 minutes, you know, or I do little things or I, I, I wouldn't say trick her, but you know, I've had to find little ways of like, let's go for a walk and go to the store. Let's go get an ice cream at McDonald's and walk up there, you know? And then, just had to back off because it wasn't working. And so I, I honestly, I just take care of my own health. I just let her watch me take care of myself. 
And I'm hoping that's going to click in for her at some point. Not having the pressure from you. Not having the pressure, not telling her what she should be doing or shouldn't be doing, um, letting her figure it out. And that's the hardest thing as a parent is watching them fail, watching them fall, watching them hurt themselves, watching them hurt their body and just go, they got to figure that out on their own and really step back and not trying to control that. It's really fucking hard, you know, but I'm getting Because you're telling out. your clients they're not allowed the to opposite, do that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, people are coming to the, and, and like to be in a trainer mode all day and people are coming to me for that advice all day and then I'm like doling out to my daughter and she's like uh I'm not asking you and fuck you and like she gets more rebellious about it so I'm like oh that's me because I don't like being told what to so I have learned but it's been a challenge to just back off and I'm starting to see you know my daughter now goes to work out in the basement on her own you know albeit just for 10 minutes she's just doing abs and but you know she's, but she's doing and it. you're not telling her to and do I'm it. not telling her to do it you know so I'm like all right all right it's starting and then like the other day she's reading about candida like why didn't you tell me about candida I think I have candida I'm like uh-huh what I've is been, that a uh, 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 overgrowth of sugar having too much sugar in your body okay. You know, so I was like, in my head, I'm like, I've been telling you, you eat too much fucking sugar for so long, you know, but whatever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's challenging as a parent that way. To be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I'm running out, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so top five thing, I'm putting you on the spot, but okay. your top five recommendations for an individual that they can, small changes or something that they, that you would recommend for them. Find some kind of meditation that you do every day, whether it's a minute, five minutes, it's an app, whatever you can. Meditate on a daily basis. Move your body every day, whatever you do. Keep it diverse, whether you're walking, yoga, anything. So move every single day. Uh, add one fermented food to your daily diet. Learn to say no to things. Um, don't feel guilty about saying no. If you feel overextended, don't say no. Put some boundaries down for yourself and uh, eliminate, I would say, toxic people from your life. If there's certain people that are you find toxic and they, you know, they're unhealthy, start backing away. Better for your health. Five easy things to do. <laughs> and, the checklist, and the checklist is done. People can find you at personalizedfitness.ca, yep. if I'm correct. Yes, having said yes. that, uh, email a number of different times. Uh, www.personalizedfitness.ca. That's where you'll find Tanya. Uh, I know because I was just on, there's there's details about the work that you do, the private stuff you do, the group yep. stuff, the, the retreats. And you'll start back up. We don't even want to rush winter. We're just finally starting to not <laughs> right? see snow. But lots of activities for them too. Yep. It was so nice to catch it up. It was nice to catch up. It was up. really, really nice. Uh, and I have to say, like, early in our days, we worked out together. We did right? some boxing together. Like, it was a ton of fun. And one of my favorites for today's the day, because you introduced me to the BOSU ball. Yeah. Oh, which is, like, yeah. one of the key things that I that I do and I talk about and yeah. a piece of equipment to have. But some really great ideas. Oh, and the sliders and the gliders. Oh, right. That's you also yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't have a slider or a glider, you use a Frisbee. Right. You use a Frisbee if you have a carpet and you use a towel if you have hardwood. Nice, See, right. I remember all these. And things. and now I find I'm looking at your a lot of your Instagram yeah. stuff and now I'm getting like <laughs> lots of ideas because I love it. You know, it's so awesome to see that progression because you know so much. Like you've I, had, you've interviewed so many people. Like you know so much stuff. 
I like you know? take a little bit from everyone and then just kind of combine it. I've been very fortunate in, in that way to to kind of see it. And I think I've always seen the changes coming because yeah. I've always been interviewing And you're people. very self-motivated yourself, I find, with physical activity. You've always made the time. Right, but it's my self-care. I'm a better person being active. Yeah. When I don't, my brain starts going and then I get bitchy. Yeah. And I don't, I, and I'm really nice. Yeah. I just... <laughs> really am <laughs> but I just need to get my my 45 minutes in and yeah. I'm, you know yeah. and you know it's just the way it works yeah it's we all have our little quirks right we really do Tanya it is a pleasure and for those of you that are listening thank you so much remember to like and subscribe and share and let people know that this podcast is out and uh, be able to help in the growth of living your life with Leanne Lang that's a wrap I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.